500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the ghost who walks enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds you G'day everyone, for those who came in late, you're listening to X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. Uh, my name is Dan Fraser and tonight I'm joined by Jermaine Parker. How are you, Jermaine? Very good, mate. Very good. Um, I was about to say pretty good, pretty good, but I know that would have <laughs> caused uh, a certain um, artist in Jamie Johnson to probably make a huge mistake in one of his Phantom artworks by knocking over an inkwell or something like that um, <laughs> for a burst of laughter and probably waking up his poor, lovely fiancée as well. Um, so it we won't do that. It wasn't just Jamie who mentioned the pretty good uh, over the weekend in Sydney Supernova. We should we should say that uh, this is episode 123 of X-Band, the Phantom podcast. Um, the title we've decided for this one is Sounds of Supernova because we are wrapping up the Sydney Supernova experience um, from 2019, and uh, after we've had our bit of a chat, what you'll hear is from from the fans and from the creators throughout the weekend, um, what you know, sort of what their experience was like and what was going on for them. So, um, yeah, and and at various points, whether it was the pub on Friday night or or at the dinner on Saturday night, I must have heard at least a dozen people tell you, Jim, that they were pretty good today. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest. A lot of those type of people I just ignore. <laughs> and a huge shout-out to all our loyal fans. <laughs> uh, like I said to them, you got to remember that, you, you know, I could dish, I could, you know, pay out, pay you out or, you know, give you crap or whatever on the... Um, on the podcast, and you got no right of reply. So this is me getting <laughs> this is me getting it back. Fair enough. So what we thought we'd do is, uh, is Hello, just Sean, Nick, Luke, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, the list starts already. <laughs> so what I thought we'd do is just sort of go over uh, you know our journey for the weekend. I'm not going to dwell too much on the plane trips and that sort of thing because if um, if you're anything like me, Jim, you pretty much just slept the whole way. Um, the, has, has the bruise on your forehead gone down yet? Yeah, it's <laughs> a funny story. Yeah, um, it's still a little bit tender. So <laughs> on the way over for those, um, just to explain that joke, on the way over, I caught the red eye over and it was like literally I had, I was in the middle and you know sometimes like the flights, they have kind of like the, the, the bit that goes in your head and you can kind of, move it around so you can almost like rest your head a little bit. The head rest at the back, yeah. Yeah, there was none of that. And my daughter's lost the neck pillow. Um, and uh, the only way I could get some sleep was literally putting my head against the um, the seat in front of me. And it worked. And then um, I kind of woke up a little bit embarrassed, but then I saw like three or four other people doing the same as well. So I thought, oh, pff, I'm not the only one. Um, so, yeah, so maybe that's the, the new trend of how to sleep in the, on the plane <laughs> if you're in the middle seat. And on the way back, I did it as well. And then the guy next to me was fidgeting trying to get some sleep. And then I woke up and I saw him doing this. 
<laughs> it was fast asleep. And then he woke up and he looked at me and he just smiled and nodded like, yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah, and you, you both had those uh, those telltale red marks in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> to, That's to it. That's it. So, so we both got a, got into Sydney on the Friday morning, um, were able to meet up. It was really good on the Friday morning before we went out to Supernova to catch up um, with, you know, those people that we chat to um, online pretty regularly, whether it's, um, you know, messenger mostly, but also, you know, phone calls from time to time, mm. that sort of thing. But uh, then actually catch up face-to-face with those people, you know, do the trades and the swaps that you've been talking about for the last year or so, yes. and, uh, you know, <laughs> remake those acquaintances. And um, um, before you knew it, it was time to jump on the train and head out to Supernova um, at about lunchtime. Yeah, on Friday. It... um. The biggest problem I have with the whole weekend is it just goes too fast. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's it just, it goes way too fast, but, um, it was, it was good. Um, it's, it definitely works going out Friday. Um, just because. Yeah, out to the supernova? Yeah, and supernova, just because it means you can kind of like buy everything. And for those who are smart, um, uh, a lot of people went to the free booth first. Um, and then I was in a different line than a lot of other guys because I had the weekend passed and stuff. And so Brad was with me and he was, he was about to go to the, um, the free booth as well. And I said, oh, I want to go to Jeff Weigel's because he's got art and art doesn't last very long. And if I'm the first one there, I get the first, you know, I get the first pick. Hmm. And, um, he was, on his way to the free booth, and then I said that to him, and I started walking, and he quickly said, "Quick joy, quick joy, going." <laughs> and then he was, um, and it paid yeah, off. And it paid off. Um, uh, we got probably the best two pages out of his story that's about to come out. So, Aaron um, of Mercy is the is mm. the title. I think it's it might be eighteen forty two is the free issue. So it'll it'll be out by the time people hear this. Um, yeah. And, and people will be able to see um, the 22 pages of art that, uh, or, or of the story that Jeff has produced. And, and yeah, he had all 22 pages of that available for sale. Really reasonably priced, I thought. Yes. Um, Didn't last long. No. Last, the I think it was by mid-afternoon Friday. It, you know, probably about yeah. 4 or 5 o'clock it was all I was going to say 4.30, 5 o'clock. Um, yeah. And, and given that Supernova opened at 1, um, and, yeah, uh, yeah for, for him to have sold the whole story, I know he was stoked um, with that. And yes. people will hear that when we talk to him um, coming up soon. So, Yes. It was it was good. Because um, it's always, you know, for, for artists, you know, he's coming the whole way, you know, he's coming across half the world. Um so you know it's it's good for them to be able to know that what they are producing people like um he was very happy with what he sold and stuff like that as well so um yeah it, it, it was good and um i got a sunday and i got a i got a page of his and i think he almost sold out of daily of the sundays and sold all his roughs and i think he did very well did so you buy you- anything from him yeah, I got a few of the prints and um, a couple of roughs, and I also got a uh, a page of the story. Which um, by the time I wasn't as smart as you, I, I was in the other line, and we all did, you know, beat make a beeline for the fru booth. And by the time I got back over to Jeff, he only had I think six pages of the twenty-two left. Mm. But you know what? Even looking through those six, 
there was two or three different ones I was really tempted by. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy with the one that I ended up with, like really, really happy with it. And um, even, you know, getting back home, because I certainly didn't have a flick through the story immediately, but getting back home this week and uh, having a look through Errands of Mercy, because while it's only just gone into newsagents, uh, Fru did have advanced copies of it mm, there. Which was very good. That. Which was, it was very excellent. good. It was excellent work by Fru for doing yeah. that. And... Um, and and to be honest, the page that I'd got, I probably personally would would have in the top three to five pages in the in the story. Mm. So maybe I'm coloured by the fact that I that's the one I got, but I, I genuinely really like it. So yeah, and the good thing about that story is the fact that there was lots with the Phantom in it. There's probably yeah. out of the twenty two pages, there's probably maybe three, maybe four pages without the Phantom actually in it, and that's. You know, that's a, that's a guess, but I wouldn't think there would be much more than that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and then it, all of the Sundays yeah. that he had there as well, people were yeah. flicking through and buying. And like you said, it, it, they didn't sell out on the Friday, but I'm pretty confident that he wouldn't have had much to take to Perth with him. No, when we're recording this after Perth, I saw him on the Saturday and he had maybe four left. Oh, okay, so he still did have some. Yeah, but... You know, I think he he would have had twenty plus, maybe thirty plus. So, I'm yeah. I'm think at one stage whether he said this in the recording we did for episode one twenty one or not, or maybe it was online. He had done somewhere near between forty and fifty um, pages, and I know some of those were pre-sold before he came. I know you'd ordered yours, yep. I think, and there was three or four other people who so we let's were say, with. Yeah, let's say forty. Yeah. And there's four left. That's ten percent. You know, he sold ninety yeah. percent. Yeah. I can t- I can tell you now that if if you're going to go to a convention and ninety percent of the artwork that you've got you're going to sell and you're selling about four hundred dollars each, you know yeah. you're going to you're going to be you're going to be a you know you have paid a good for your weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you had to pay for them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um yeah no and and it was. It was a question, yeah. like, the main people that went to see Jeff would be Phantom fans. Well, very few people would know about his um, mm. his other graphic novels, so, yeah, no, that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah. So, just playing devil's advocate, question without warning, yeah. would it have been better if he had set up at Fruit Booth? Um, well, there wouldn't have been the room for him there, I'll say that. They, yeah. they would have needed an extra table or so. It was packed yeah. over there as it was, and we'll come to that in a minute. But um, maybe closer to it. But, I mean, they're, they're in mm. different areas of that. You know, Jeff's mm. over in Artist's Alley. Um, Fru's over in more the, the main convention centre, I suppose. Um, oh, look, if he had have done, the Phantom fans would have done no walking. The the only walking any of us did was to go from Jeff's booth back to Fru and back you know back and forth. So uh, for, for the general fitness of Phantom fans, it's just as well that he they they were so far apart. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that you didn't get many um, many people uh, taking out the offer and doing a, a park run on Saturday morning. No, there was just the three of us on the Saturday morning to to go and do that. And a huge shout out to Luke and Nick. 
um, the cool group um, who actually went out and, and got our, our steps up and, and did our 5Ks on the Saturday morning. I'm hopeful and genuinely hopeful um, that more people come and join us with that because you don't have to run it. You know, it's a great way. There's lots of people who go and do park run and just do the walk, and it's a great way to get up on Saturday morning, go for a bit of a walk through a park and, and get some fresh air before you go and spend the rest of the day um, cooped up in a convention centre with the, uh, the geeks and the nerds of the world. So, open invitation. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get anyone offering. Well, for maybe that. maybe because people were struggling a little bit after the Friday night. If we uh, if we skip ahead, we'll just talk about the Friday night down at McCure. Um, there probably would have been, I don't know, I'm going to say 20, 25 fans at different times rotate through through the the pub there on the Friday night. We even had Phantom Creators as well, which was, oh, um, was a first. Yeah. That, and that was awesome. Um, mm. And uh, Grange Wallace was uh, good enough to come along and join us and um, had a really good time. Um, he was one of the last ones to leave um, well after you'd gone to bed, Germ. Um, well, you, and then, he, then he had the nerve of saying, oh, you didn't say goodbye. And then it was like, well, I was waiting around to say goodbye and then you just wouldn't come back. He went off somewhere. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> no. And, I think by that stage you were upstairs uh, opening cards and uh, trying to work out if you could find a side Barry. Well, that that wasn't really an issue for me because it was fourth pack, fourth pack which I opened during the Friday <laughs> panel, and um, I'm not. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sure if you listen closely to the uh, Friday panel talk with Jeff and Simon Bisley and um, uh, some of the other uh, cronies that were on that um, podcast. Uh, you would have heard distinct little Russell Russell opening of packs, and then you would have heard little squeals of joy as um, people found Cybaris. I think Duncan was the first one. And then um, I think first pack I found a Salvaludo, and then I think by the time I got to my fourth pack, I already had two Sal's, and I think it was a Jeff, um, Jeff Weigel card, and then my fourth one was a Cybaris card. Um, so yeah, so I, I think I stopped after that because I thought, well, you can't get much better than that. <laughs> no, but it, but the Friday night was fantastic. Um, the there were some people who didn't go out to Supernova and they sort of arrived at the pub four five o'clock and um, <laughs> had, had uh, enjoyed the festivities, but were still up and going by the time we got there. There was a lot of trading, um, you know, things that had been organised ahead of time, um, you know, whether it was. Uh, a figurine for ten dollars, some shot glasses for twenty dollars, some ties for twenty-five, whatever, or awesome just um, swapping of I've got this tie, you've got that tie, let's trade that sort of thing. Mm. That was really cool to see, yeah. um, and and just the general catch-up and the banter and and yeah, as as um, as we said, it was great for Grange to get there. Everyone was about this is this was the killer for us though. Everyone was about to go to bed. Um, there was a, there was only about six or ten of us left, and we'd all sort of agreed this was last drinks. We're all going home at about ten thirty, something like that. And um, just as we're, we're in the, the bottom swallow or so of our beers, in walks Bradley and Joyful, and they've got full drinks, and they they plonk down next to us. And we're like, well, we can't let them stay here by themselves. So um, suddenly it was midnight. They're turning the ugly lights on, and we're all having to go home. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. If you want to use that as an excuse, um, you were supposed to... <laughs> we're at that stage we only had the one room key and you didn't have <laughs> the room key that's because we needed the air conditioning on <laughs> <laughs> and he says oh yeah I'll be up in about a half hour to an hour and like I'm like literally two hours later I'm just like you know because if I'd fallen asleep 
<laughs> I would have not woken up for you. We've had to, you would have literally had to sleep in the hallway. Um, <laughs> and so I'm trying to stay awake. You know, I'm putting on crappy midnight movies and stuff like that. Um, flicking through about the you know the channels to try and jag something that will half keep me awake. Yeah. Um, even opening phantom cards wasn't working. Um, <laughs> no, so, well, I did appreciate you staying up, and fair to say that about two minutes after I got in the room, you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't stop you taking photos of me asleep, though. It's... And you you didn't hear my squeal of joy when I found my um, side barrier card at about half past one <laughs> after I'd sat up opening cards for an hour, because I didn't do that during the, the, <laughs> during the panels. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, so Friday was fun. It was good to kind of like do majority of the shopping and tap out the credit card and stuff like that. And then it just left Saturday to have fun. Yeah, and that's um, the Saturdays when we would have recorded the vast majority of the mm. recordings that people are about to hear because that's for both of us. We sort of went with a bit of a focus of well, right, let's do some Chronicle Jamber stuff, and um, that's where we, you know, we we took the shirts and the stickers and and were able to give those to some people and and um, make those things happen for people. And um, we also got all these recordings and that sort of stuff. We took a little bit of. Uh, uh, video took some photos and that sort of thing. Probably not as much as we intended to at the time. We never did do that Facebook Live video that um, no, we said we were going to well, do. We did that Saturday them. night instead. Yeah, which proved um, to be pretty popular. So that was yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. So those um, those shirts and stickers, I, I must admit, I was very happy with the way they turned out. I was staggered at the amount of stickers that we got and a little peek behind the curtain for people. We ended up with five times as many stickers as we thought we were getting. Uh, we, we thought we were getting one big sheet of stick, uh, one, one big sheet with five designs. Yeah. It turned out we got five big sheets with uh, one design each. So um, that's not been the end of the world. What it means is we've got a heap available for people who are listening to this. Uh, the stickers, there's five designs. Um, you can get a pack of six um, because one of the one of the designs is a bit smaller, a little Chronicle Chamber bumper sticker type thing um, that uh, will, you know, two for the price of one type deal there. Um, and they're, they're just little um, Chronicle Chamber jokes um, or... or, or um, sayings or slogans i guess and uh happy for people to to, to get their hands on those so uh, we'll probably say it again at the end but just um get in touch with us if you're if you're keen on some chronicle chamber stickers um with the phantom that's it uh free postage in australia as well yeah um so saturday getting around supernova that was a lot of fun a lot of walking a lot of uh, the, the the lunch was the lunch was the biggest lunch we've had I've got yeah. to say that in my three years, anyway, I, I can't speak for before that. I've only, this is only my third year down. How does it rate in the in the ten years of um, lunch catch-ups? Probably, so ten years, but eleven catch-ups. Yep, get your head around that one if you can. Uh, if you're confused about that one, speak to John Cookson; he'll explain it for you. <laughs> um, but no, it was probably one of the bigger ones. Um, I think I think you said twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, I think that's right. And look, there there is a video of that up on the yes. um, uh, on the site, so you can actually count heads if you're going to get really pedantic about it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> quite a few of us had the same shirts on and stuff, so it was kind of cool getting that photo yeah. done. Um, it was good to see a couple of people who have never come to one of those before, in um, Shane Foley and Paul yeah. Barrett, or the Phantom Rapido, as he's also known. Yeah, and Ivan um, came along as well, new, a new yeah, member. And, and Ivan, so... And, but, and, but oh, just to highlight Shane, again, it's an example of um, a creator coming along and joining us. And, um, you know, no, I'm 
certainly not having a go at anyone who doesn't want to come along because I certainly understand trying to keep that distance between um, fans and, and creators and that sort of thing. Um, but I was just really pleased to see you know, those guys um, on the Friday or the Saturday prepared to come and, um, you know, chew, chew the fat and, and have a burger and whatever and yeah, just enjoy spending some time together. Yeah, and, and I think for for a lot of these creators, their fans is all their fans also. Yeah. You know, they grew up on the character. They have fallen in love with the character. They, you know, love the character just as much as us. Um, so you know, and I know people like you know, and we've we've listened to Shane on our podcast a few times. Um, you know, he he lo- he loves the fan. He loves the characters. He loves create the opportunity he has to be able to create stories, to be able to do covers and stuff like that. Mm. And, and, and he's got great friendships from The Phantom. And a lot of us, we all have great friendships because of The Phantom. And, yeah. you know, these catch-ups, whether it's at dinner, whether it's Friday night, whether it's, you know, Saturday night or whether it's just the, you know, the lunch, at, you know, it's all about celebrating what we do have in common, and that is the fandom. You know, we have a lot of things that we probably don't agree on, whether it's politics, religion, football teams, et cetera, et cetera, but we do agree on the fandom. And, you know, and that's what we celebrate. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and there was no greater, um, I guess, formal celebration of that than um, the Lee Fork dinner on the Saturday night. And... Mm. Um, Talk about fans and creators. There was a whole bunch of creators in the room on that occasion. Um, we've already heard in our previous podcast from Jeff Weigel and his speech there and Rita's speech there, so we're not going to go over that. But more the um, the dinner in itself as an occasion. Um, your thoughts on the 31st dinner, Jim? It was... From... Uh, it, was, it, was, it was... I think it was probably one of the bigger ones that we've had in, in pure numbers. Like there was a, there was a lot of people there, and it's probably my biggest regret about the whole weekend is just that you did not get to spend the time talking to people as you wish you could. Yeah. Um, every year I'm like, oh, I wish I talked to that person more. I wish I, yeah. you know, spent more than one minute talking to this person and stuff like that because, you know, it, you know, like I was privileged enough to sit next to Jeremy McPherson, but. We didn't get to say boo to each other. I think the, you know, the only, even though we were rubbing shoulders quite literally, um, you know, it was it's such a full on night that it's yeah, it's it's very hard to actually, you know, get to speak to people and hang yeah. out with people and stuff. Yeah. But I guess you know that's, um, but you know that's all part of the fun. Um, is the um the the rubbing shoulders is probably the the thing yeah it, it just really spoke to how full it was mm. and i know i know that back in the day the the dinners moved from room to you know from venue to venue on an annual basis is my understanding yeah um, the three that i've gone to have all been in the same venue at the tattersall's club in sydney and um if we get similar numbers that we just have to have a bigger room i think next year because it it, it you know it's it was a bit ridiculous, to be honest, and and this is no, um, I'm not having any sort of a crack at the organisation or anything like that. I think that um, if anything, the venue um, needed to say to us, "Hey, you're saying you've got," I think it was 77 was the final number of yeah, people who wow. who attended, and it was a room that would be really good for probably 55, 
Um, it was just too mm. crowded. Um, whether whether it was at dinner, um, where people were s- sitting in and out and taking it turns to to have their meal because they just you couldn't sit in uh, at the table. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much what me and Jeremy were doing. We were basically taking turns. Otherwise, we were sitting on each other's laps eating dinner. Yeah. Um, and, and and again, I think that's a really you know, if you look big picture, it's a really positive thing because it just means yeah. that it's growing and, and whether it's more people talking about it, I'd like to think that in some way the fact that we've spoken about it on the podcast has got a few people along. I know, you know, I could probably name five or ten people who have come along because of the podcast and um, it's fantastic to see it growing, but it, the, the uh, I guess the the facilities need to be able to accommodate that. So uh, yeah. that'll be certainly and something for it's me. A, it's a great, you know... To be honest, it's probably the only negative out of the whole yeah the whole weekend was just the fact that the the room was too small and yeah yeah if that's going to be the worst thing that happens um, you know you're on a you're on a bit of a winner um, yeah the the items that were donated for people it to was buy, incredible it was comfortably the 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 biggest bounty of things or, or the highest mm. quality of things in my three years um, again mm. you've you've been going for longer germ. It's probably um, the just, second, probably the second biggest amount that I that I can remember. The one that probably had the most would have been I can't remember the year, but we were out on. Oh, where is it? Is it the Circular Key or something like that? I think there's, um, in Sydney, um, and it was with Pete Pete Clowers, and so basically, what made that so good was the fact that he like literally brought a suitcase full of artwork um and right. bits and bobs and stuff like that so like literally i picked up like so it wouldn't it, it didn't bring in as much money as say this year i think this year we brought in there was like fifteen thousand, which was, is yeah which is crazy to- a tick under fifteen thousand dollars, which has all been donated to the Westmead Children's Hospital, and that's that's an amazing amount of money to have been raised. And um, part of that, I think, off the top of my head, was a, a just an outright donation of money from um, Cy Barry. Yes, um, I'm not sure. I think that's been counted in the fifteen thousand. Um, I believe it has. Yes, which is sensational as patron of the uh, of the um, Lee Fork uh, dinner and all the rest of it. Um, every year he donates some artwork, but for him to just outright donate cash as well. But as a group, for us to raise very, 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 very close to $15,000 um, is just sensational. It is. And I guess, you know, yeah, fans get to buy stuff and get stuff to add to their collection and all that. But at the end of the day, that's almost a, you know, the the, what do you call it, the, you know the thing, the the benefit from the whole weekend. It's like a side, you know, a side circus. It's you know, yeah, it's, it kind of it's just to the side. People are just you know, people are catching up with each other, having fun, yeah. um, having a drink, you know, raising a glass to people that you know have come and gone before us, like Lee Fork and Jim Shepherd and, and and some others as well. And you know, we raise money, and you know, for some people that will give you know that will give them a nice fuzzy feeling that they were part of. You know that fifteen thousand that will hopefully make a difference to yeah. a young person's life. Which you know, and as someone who suffered from cancer and as a child and had a brother that spent a lot of time in hospital with um, chronic asthma and stuff like that, you know, 
all of that type of stuff basically means a lot to the kids and to the and to the guardians and the parents who have to go through that with their kids. So you know, and it's important to note that that fifteen thousand dollars, yes, that's been raised by people buying things, but the things that they're buying have all been donated. Exactly. And, uh, so whether it's artists who are spent de- devoting their time and their efforts to actually producing some original mm. art, or fans who are digging through and and finding seconds in their collection or unique items in their collection, yeah. they can donate and, and uh, share the wealth. So that fifteen grand, yes, it's been raised from people adding to their collections, but it's also been added. You know, the things they're buying are, are things that people are donating. So yeah, um, like credit. for instance, you had you know you had Jamie Johnson did a. A fabulous piece. He spent mm. three, four hours on that. Minimum, I believe it was. Shane, uh, he'll, Shane, he'll correct you the moment that he hears oh, that you yeah. know that. Yeah, I've got a ding or something like one or two o'clock, so I'll get I'll get growled at him for having the wrong time, and then I'll get growled at the wife for uh, for someone messaging me at that time. Um, but then you know you had Shane Foley with his um, jam piece from last year. You had uh, Jason Paulos with you know, the back cover of the latest issue and, you know, and there's many more others as well. So it's, mm. it's you know, these, these are pieces that artists could sell yeah. and, you know, help put food on their own table, but they're, you know, they're donating for the greater good. Mm. And, you know, it, and I think overall, not everyone is like this, but the vast majority, you know, 90 plus percent of people that are there you know have got the right attitude and and again that is because of one thing we all have in common and that is that we all are passionate about the phantom Mm. and for the majority of us it brings out the better it brings out the good in, in us because you know we like a character that is also good and has very good traits that we all like as well yeah unfortunately yeah. not everyone is like that but we won't mention names um you know but you know not yeah. even, even the fandom has to punch and scale mark some people occasionally <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. And um, look, I re- you, you you said about uh, not having the time to catch up. So the dinner started at seven and um, wrapped up. I think we were again the second night in a row. We were booted out of a place at twelve. Um, but <laughs> we were it, literally booted out. That girl was that lady. And, yeah. and well, I, they, I, they I, feel, I feel sorry for her. She you know yeah. she had you know it. It would have been a very stressful night, but she literally... It, it was quite stressful for the staff, again, because, of the, you know, yeah, overcrowded, yeah. really. You know, they were really struggling to, to get in and serve people and that sort of thing. So, tough night on them. But, you know, when I say we were kicked out at 12, I think we left at about 2. Um, yeah. We, we stood and... literally a metre outside the door of the venue, <laughs> and, and a half a dozen of us there <laughs> just stood and chatted for a good another good couple of hours, so... It solved yeah, all the problems was... of the world, um, which is good because they're all pro- problem solved now. Um, That's and, it. and I hope everyone enjoys those solutions. <laughs> and, a, and a shout out to Dudley, who's, who kept up with us as well. Um, he, you know, he, he, he was he was he was there at about one one thirty as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was feeling it. I'm like, oh, let's go home. I got some sleep, and and uh, Dudley was still mixing it with, uh, yeah. you know, with with us and solving some problems with us and and, and stuff like that as well yeah. so uh yeah it was good and 
I've got to admit that 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 lady had balls to be able to, uh, you know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even dared to tell Duncan or Paul get out of my room. So you know, <laughs> she's got balls to be able to say that to those two. <laughs> uh, so no, really good night, uh, all told. Um, managed to get back to the hotel tick after two o'clock. Um, I had to set the alarm for four fifteen to leave um, because I had to be uh, had to be catching an early flight home for. For personal reasons, uh, which I, I wish I hadn't had to do because it did mean that I missed going out to uh, Supernova on the Sunday, but that was okay because I'd um, done most of the things that I needed to do, except sleep, as it turned out. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and snuck out very, very quietly. I don't think you even uh, even stirred a dot uh, nah. when the alarm went off. Nah. And... <laughs> I could. So. I've uh, with so. The other night, so the, was it Friday night to Saturday night? We got up at about, what was it? It was about eight or, or something like that. Like literally, so it was about from midnight to eight. That's the longest unbroken sleep I've had for five years. It was so good. Hmm. Um, and then getting another solid five, six, seven hours sleep on the, on that night as well. I'd, you did not wake me up. Um, I woke up and I think you did. You even make your bed? I think I think you might have even made Mate, your bed I, as well. I was I was only in it for about ninety minutes <laughs> and I didn't move. So as I got no, <laughs> no I it was barely slept in. Fair to say. So <laughs> no, even, I, I slept you very, even very well on, on Sunday. Um, you even missed out on uh, what do you call it as well? Breakfast because I didn't even do breakfast that early. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> And uh, John said thanks for your breakfast as well that uh, you paid for as well. So oh, good. He enjoyed that. Well, I'm glad, glad you enjoyed that, John. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about the Sunday, or do we uh, do we start listening to what everyone else had to to say during the weekend? Yeah, I reckon let's just move over. It's you know it's pretty much the same. It was a little bit quieter, but it was still good to you know hang out and talk and. And, and stuff like that. Do you want to just tell us quickly about the Sunday night? I saw, there were some photos going around about a smaller, yeah. a, a much smaller dinner. Um, just a, it's nothing. It was. It's nothing like formal, like Saturday no. or Friday. It's more. Um, I stayed back. I didn't leave until Monday evening, and a few others didn't leave till like Monday Arvo, Monday day as well. Um, and so, those who stayed behind, there was probably. Um, oh, there would have been maybe 20 all up, including the kids, maybe. Um, so that's Simon and uh, I can't remember Simon's wife's name. Um, so that's their three kids and, and them. And then there was, you know, Trevor, David, Shane and his wife, Helen, um, Anthony and his wife, um, uh, Brad and Joyful, me, John. And I think it might have been oh, Gary and Denise. So there was, you know, a couple, there's there a few of us. And, um, so, yeah, we went to just to a Thai place and just kind of caught up. Um, I think, I think we, I got put at the, um, I got put at the kids table with, uh, uh, David, Trevor and John. So, um, <laughs> we just, you know, had a bit of a, a, a bit of fun just chatting about some stuff and, 
and all that. So that was a bit of fun. And, um, yeah, it was just, you know, it was a nice wind down. Cool. All right, very good. Well, um, with that said, on and I guess on the Monday, everyone just sort of gradually made their way home. It was interesting to see on the in the chat group people lamenting leaving and arriving back home and going, oh, the weekend's over. But uh, sadly, all good things must come to an end. And, um, yeah, in the meantime, um, I guess people enjoyed it. Um, I, I hope that you get some sort of a sense for the vibrancy and the mood um, in the recordings that you're about to hear. Um, certainly there's a couple where I go, oh, we shouldn't have recorded that bit on that part of the train journey because the next part of the train, train journey was much quieter. So there's going to be, it, it's, it's going to be varying qualities to the recordings you're about to hear because they were just chats with people in either huge sheds or on noisy trains when there's other people around. But, uh, look, it is what it is. That's, uh, that's supernova. It's all And you're live. probably used to it anyway. Dodgy recordings on, on this, on this podcast, you're kidding. <laughs> It's the one thing we're known for is our audio quality, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our quality is that good that even yeah. uh, Mikel, Mikel Sol makes mention of it on, uh, you know, in a national <laughs> magazine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need, to, uh, we, we need to get a um, new recording equipment level on our Patreon, I think. But anyway, <laughs> anyway I, I hope you do enjoy this. We'll be back um, after the recordings just to wrap it all up and... Um, um, until then, um, enjoy hearing from various people at various stages of Supernova. Hey, going? We're here with Nick. How are you, Nick? Very good, thank you, Jim. Uh, how's your card collecting going? Card collecting is going very well. I've uh, pretty much completed two sets. Didn't go so well on the uh, chase cards, though, but you've been very generous there and helped me out, so that's been great. That's good. And we've got Glenn with us. How are you, Glenn? Hello. Are you happy with the cards? Yeah, they're going great. Everyone loves them, which, which is good. Yep. That's good. Um, well, I know we love them. Uh, Dan, do you like them? Yeah, mate. Up late last night while you were drifting off and sleeping and going through my sets and very delighted to uh, to go through it. And what was even better was this morning trading and, and uh, picking up the spares that I hadn't got to complete the set. So that was That's a lot of fun. So do you have a complete set now? Yeah, almost. What are you, almost. What are you missing? Uh, Oh no, I picked up the, that was the last uh, Salvaludo variant I needed, and, or chase card, and I've got that on the train on the way in, so. Awesome. Uh, yes, train trading. So, Glenn, do you have a complete set yet? Uh, I have a couple, actually. Yes. Yeah. So, did you have to open the cards yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I got the uh, the boxes before uh, anything else, so I had to sit there and, like you guys, go through them one by one. I would have thought you might have swiped them straight off the assembly line. No, I, <laughs> the boxes came later, so yeah. Yeah, I got them later. Yeah. So, and, the, and we see we've got some uncut card sheets as well. Have they been selling well? Yeah, they've been going really well. Um, haven't got any uncut uh, chase cards. I don't know if we'll be getting those, but we've got the uncut common cards. Oh, yeah, that, and they're a good at a reasonable price of a hundred dollars as well. Yeah, 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 that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. A dollar each. Sorry, a dollar each. Dollar card. Yeah. A dollar, yeah. Yes, that's good. Um, well, just a, a thank you from us at Chronicle Chamber and the fans, uh, Nick. Um, yeah, just want to say thanks for doing this and uh, making us spend our money that we could be spending on our mortgage. So thank you. Are you, are you happy with the way that um, the booth's been humming? Yeah, look, always happy to see people not paying their mortgages. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's kind of like a, an undercurrent um, uh, anti. Um, well, yeah, we're here for the people. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, do you have an acronym like the National Australia Bank, like NAB? 
and I pay that still. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure Renee would. <laughs> We're talking to the uh, the artistic director of Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Just giving them what they want. Yeah, that's, that's it. Give us what we want. Giving people what they want. So thank you for your time, Glenn. Any time. Any I'm here at the free booth. I've got uh, Jamie. How are you, Jamie? Very well, thanks, mate. And uh, Shay, um, Jason, sorry, how are you, Jason? I'm oh, very well, thank you. Sitting next to Jamie Johnson. Is that a great honour? It's a very, very great honour. Uh, <laughs> he's, I think he's got his uh, guns out as well for you today. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, have you enjoyed the day so far and Friday yesterday as well? Yes. It's been very great sitting next to Jamie Johnson. <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> Can't talk. Um, Please send help. Help me. Just give us a code word and a wink and we'll... Safe word. Yeah, what's, what's the safe yeah. word? Happy phantoming is the safe word. Happy phantoming. <laughs> Thanks for your time, guys. All the best. I'm sitting next to Jason Paulum. How you going, John? Are you enjoying yourself? Uh, yes, mate. It's uh, always good to be in Sydney for Supernova. Have you spent lots of money? I have. Probably not as much as you, though. Shh, don't tell that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say in case my wife is listening. Yeah. <laughs> What's been your best pickup? Uh, I think uh, the art from uh, Jeff Weigel. Um, yeah. Very good value for money and yes. uh, very nice, so um, pretty happy to pick those up. And uh, a couple of sketch covers uh, from Grange Wallace and Antonio. So yes. uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, what I've been able to, to grab so far. Have you got any money left over for the dinner tonight? Uh, not a great deal. Not a great deal, but uh, Rich is always pretty good and happy to wait for a couple of days normally. So uh, I might have to do a few transfers when I get home. <laughs> yeah, and uh, refinance the mortgage? Uh, something like that, yes. yes. Uh, thank you for your time, John. No worries, mate. Thank you. Alright, so I'm at the brew booth with Grange Wallace. How are you, Grange? Very well, thanks, Dan. Well, not, not the best because we had a few beers last night. It was it was a good catch-up on, on the Friday night at the McCure, which is a sort of traditional one. You're one of the first uh, graders to come down and join us, I think. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, like... I'm only doing this because of you guys, so it makes sense that I should be investing the time that you guys invest with your time. So, cool. no, we certainly appreciate everyone who's picking your brain last night. And, you know, you're a man of the people. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, well, the funny thing is, when you suck drawing um, in a studio, sometimes you get the ability to talk. Yeah. So it's nice to get out and say hi to everybody. And yeah. And, and how's that going at the booth itself here? Where it's um, seems to be pretty busy yeah the booth's busy um i was lucky to come on friday and that was like a nice slow sort of welcome and it's allowed me to prepare for today and now it's it's quite busy the only problem is um i'm a little bit dusty from last night and i don't think i'm performing as well as i was yesterday <laughs> well we um we take some responsibility for that so sorry <laughs> oh well you and i definitely do because we're sh shouting each other drinks I blame Bradley Peach because we were about to pull up stumps and then he turned up with drinks. And oh, that yeah, that's definitely his fault. <laughs> I would have I been fine if Bradley didn't show up later with uh, Joyful, but um, lovely people, though. I'm glad they showed up. Absolutely. All right, yeah, so, yeah, and, the, and the con, you, you're happy with the... 
you, you sketch covers are moving, you, you're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's interesting because like, I didn't really know what to expect. I was worried about um, pricing myself out because, you know, like I've been a professional artist as I keep mentioning for the last six years. So I've sort of like tried to do a competitive rate. Um, but then I've, you know, spent a lot of time on some of these covers because I wanted them to be super unique and super collectible and very much their own piece. And, um, well, this is going to sound weird or so, a little too self-congratulating, but, um, like, to my own credit and sticking to my guns, they've actually gone the way I wanted them to. Fans have been embracing them and they like them and I hope that they treasure them because I've actually had a hard time giving them away. Like I like wanted to grab onto them as they're going or have one last look at them before they go. So And, you, and you've been saying that since you've been posting them up on Facebook. You draw it up you've, and the first time we see it you've been saying I love this too much to sell. Well, I'm going to have to sell it. It's, it, 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 I think I think that my goal first, my personal goal was to actually create stuff that I would want to get myself and um, you know like I wanted to really show people something that showed my care for the character showed my care for them as an audience participant and a fan so yeah I think the, the marriage of you know like the integrity of my design choices versus you know the work and the labour of love that I put into it and I, I, I just want that to be a part of it so if that makes any sense yeah, no it does and, and they've added a lot of colour and you've, and I think we've said you've got a unique style that um, like people are really embracing so I'm glad to see that people are liking them yeah no it's it's, it's, it's great to be a part of the new wave of collectors that Prue's been recruiting so you know we've got some great guys here on the bench today and you know, I've been chatting to Paul Mason. I think I've... Um, so you're stuck here next to Paul? How's that Oh, been? mate, I think I've got a, a small non-sexual crush on this bloke. He's, um, he's a ripper. Yeah, right. Even if he is a Rabbitohs fan. <laughs> Very yeah. good. He's uh, in Grosser's sketch cover. And, yeah, uh, don't no, no. He, he missed all that banner at his expense, but anyway. <laughs> all right, well, good on you, Grace. Thanks very much, No, mate. no, pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having a chat with me. So I'm here at the free booth now with Paul Mason. How are you, Paul? Not too bad, mate. How you doing? Good. It's uh, Saturday now. It has, how's your Saturday morning going? Yeah, good. Good. It's good to see a lot of uh, familiar faces and friends coming by and, uh, uh, you know, sharing their love of the fandom and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So. Do you find that it's mostly us and, and regulars who are here or do you see a lot of new faces? Uh, well, to be honest, uh, this morning, like, I was engrossed in sort of tidying up the, the fruit books a bit. Yep. Uh, just making it look a bit presentable. Uh, then I was chatting to a lot of you guys. I haven't seen a lot of faces at all. I've had right. my head buried in a in a sketch cover. There's not a lot of room up this end of the, yeah. the table here. I so. notice you're drawing back on your lap there rather than on the table. Yeah, I can't fit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it is what it is. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. what are we, two, four, six, eight... Is that right? Nine. Two, four, six, eight artists sitting here drawing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's good. It's good. It's good to see everybody and catch yeah. up with everyone. So. And the sketch covers that you're doing, this, the one you're working on is uh, the Phantom of Vietnam. Um, are you mostly doing those or Kid Phantom ones? Mate, I haven't had any requests apart from this one. I'm uh, doing this for Philip. Yep. Uh, Philip's a, a, a very uh, inspirational fella. And uh, I snuck him into the Phantom of Vietnam book. So oh, well. he was... Uh, he was very thankful for that and then uh, immediately gave me an encyclopedia knowledge on all his uh, um, uh, services over there, uh, which I, I could only probably remember a fraction of it, so yeah, I'll well, sit down with him later. Yeah. So he requested could I do him uh, from the book. 
Yeah, so I'm uh, drawing him and the Phantom on the cover. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm just taking my time with that. I, uh, I don't anticipate too many. Uh, you know, I'm not the new kid on the block at the moment this year. So uh, it's just uh, saying hello to everyone, hanging out. And uh, if I do a scribble and someone likes it, then I'm happy to yeah, part with it. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right. And last one, even as I look at this, it looks like this sketch cover, you're going outside the... Most people are staying inside the circle. You're starting to go inside the circle. Jamie Johnson put on uh, Facebook this morning the Kit Phantom one that you did for Mara, which I've got to say oh, was just fantastic. Oh, yeah, cool. um, just the little Kit Phantom caricatures all over the page. <laughs> Best use of a sketch cover I've seen so far. Oh, really? You're Thank breaking you. the circle. I didn't, uh, to be honest, I, I wasn't happy with myself in the circle. Um, so that's why I went outside the circle for Mara. Yeah. Um, she's a loyal uh, uh, Kit Phantom yes. and Phantom fan, so uh, I'm I'm always appreciative of, of, of her and her father's support. Um, but uh, to be honest, I hate drawing small. Yeah. And the sketch cover I find is very restrictive. Yeah. I don't do a lot of them, but when I do, I, I, I it's like, oh, okay, I've got to figure out how to do this. So, um, yeah, I like to break out a bit because then I've got a bit more space. Uh, if it fills one, I've got the figures in the centre, but then I'll have the jungle uh, encapsulating the rest of the page, I think. And the the, the one you did, the Kid Phantom, it reminded me of um, the Sergio Argonis uh, caricatures in the, yeah, in the yes. margins of uh, Man yeah, Magazine. Absolutely. I think that was sort of the vibe. I was thinking that or I was thinking like... Uh, uh, like a Where's Wally sort yeah. of page, you know, yeah. just with uh, multiple Garans, Kid Phantom, and, yeah. uh, and uh, the Cheezel in little V, yes. you know, so she's she's uh, flying around on the page. Very cool. Um, I'm, I'm, look, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy if people notice those things and appreciate them. I don't think too much about my own work yeah. apart from let's hope I don't screw this up. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I find myself, because I've been working a lot of the comics digitally, I find myself making, if I make a mistake with a line, automatically tapping on the paper <laughs> like just out of instinct expecting that something's it. about to happen uh, when nothing happens I realise how much of an idiot I am and then I just kind of work with the mistake. Uh, it's, it's the digital age we live in now. I've seen, I've seen kids at school um, pinch photos on a, on a textbook trying to enlarge them that's something. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> understood completely. So, but you know, but the handy part about it is that I'm still linking NAM pages on the train on the way to yep. the con. So, yeah. you know, that's that's where the benefits outweigh the, yeah. you know, the yeah, negatives sure. of it. Yeah, cool, cool. So. All right, well, thanks very much for your time, Paul. Very much Thank appreciate you, it. Enjoy the rest of the day and tomorrow. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, yeah, look, look forward to seeing more of your work. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Cheers. How you going with Paul? Paul, how are you? I'm doing great, mate. Enjoying Supernova. That's good. Now, for those who have come in late, Paul was an old Phantom Forum uh, fan, is that right? That's right, mate. I was also known as a Phantom Rabbitoh on that forum, and I'm still known as a Phantom Rabbitoh. And why is that? Because, mate, I came up with the idea to put the Phantom in a South jumper, and um, since then, Phantom's been a South supporter. <laughs> um, didn't Paul South go extinct for a while? Don't know what you're talking about. We were the 2014 premiers, mate. Most premierships in any any competition, 21 premierships, and Phantom's been there for every one of them. <laughs> so how long have you been a Phantom fan for, Paul? Oh, mate, probably about 40 odd years. That is a long time. And you still read the comics now? Mate, of course I do. I've only got about 1,200 or so. And well, what will be your favourite story? Oh, mate, so many. Of course, you've got the Phantom Wedding, but there's um, there's so many that you can enjoy. Like, I've enjoyed some of the twin stories. I've enjoyed some of um, 
the you know the Diana stories. Um, I've actually enjoyed some of the historical pieces, like you know when I found them was with the um, with the Shakespeare. Right, the, third, yep, yep. the third Phantom was he played the original Juliet, yep. much to his father's disdain. Yeah, <laughs> don't blame his dad there. You know, um, I've always enjoyed the. I think it was the thirteenth Phantom. He was the run. Oh, the run. I think that was the eighth or the ninth. Could have been his brother. He, had, he was the fourth born. So his yep. his brothers were the three first born, but they all went off and became a priest, a soldier, and a sailor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember that story. It was probably one of Lee Fork's last good stories. Yeah, well, Lee Fork, mate, it was a brilliant story. Right? I always enjoyed the story of Lee Fork, where the reason he chose to go with King Features was because he went there to meet them, and he sat there all day, and they forgot he was there. <laughs> so they came out, and they said, oh, we're so sorry. They took him out for dinner, and the thing is, he was so impressed with them, how they basically treated him. He said, oh, I'm going to sign up with these guys. Not knowing that they'd actually forgotten him all day and he'd been sitting there for nothing. To be honest, I've actually never heard that story, so thank you for sharing that story with us, Paul. That's fine, mate. It's one of the old, It's a little bit of phantom folklore. That, um, Hang on. That, you know, Lee Falk um, shared himself. I remember... And I also remember I had... Years back when Jim Shepard was editor of The Phantom, did a fantastic job. Jim Shepard, we miss him greatly. Dudley's doing a fantastic job, though. I do believe Dudley has really carried on, and I think we've... Glenn Ford there as well. Glenn has really powered on with the Phantom. But uh, I remember I wrote a story that got story of the letter of the issue, and that's where the Phantom was basically taking on the drug lords and, and kicking butt. And I was working in uh, drug and alcohol at the time, and it was great to see the Phantom also supporting, you know, clean living and kicking and not taking a step back from drug dealers. That's good. All right, well, we've just been walking on our way to lunch. So uh, thank you for the chat, Paul, and um, enjoy your lunch. Hey, anytime, Jim, and always look forward to the next podcast. Thanks, bud. So we're at lunch. Who have we got here? Sean. Nick. Phantom. Chris. That silence is Peter. <laughs> so we're just about to order. I'm getting a salad. Yes, I'm getting a salad, Sean. No, chicken fillet burger because it's healthy. <laughs> well, the deep fried one? Yeah, that's the one. Dear Scroton. <laughs> I'm getting a real beef burger because my wife ain't here just like James is. <laughs> Steak burger. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for coming to the Chronicle Chamber lunch. I hope you enjoy it. And make sure you all grab your t shirts, eh? I already have. Well, you stole them once, I want them back. <laughs> Alright, thanks, guys. That's going to make a good podcast. What do you order for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so um, I'm sitting here now over in Artist Alley with Jeff Weigel. Um, how are you, Jeff? I'm doing fine. Excellent. The, uh, we're halfway through the Saturday now, mm-hmm. and um, what, what's been your experience of uh, the Sydney Supernova so far? Oh, uh, just amazing kindness and interest, and uh, I've just talked to so many people who are enthusiastic about Phantom and what I've been doing on it. Uh, it's really been a very thrilling experience for me. Yeah, yeah. excellent. And um, 
we we came past and there was no way we were going to record this yesterday because you were just flat off on your feet. Um, really? Yeah. Yesterday was like locusts descending. <laughs> so, so, and it, it was that way almost all day, really. Yeah. Okay. Um, you said in the the chat we had leading into the podcast that you were bringing the original artwork for your story. Um, of, of, forgive me, Errand of Mercy. Yes. Um, you had the original artwork for that here. That's um, right. That proved I, to be I quite had, popular. Had is the operative, <laughs> operative word. Yes. Um, the, uh, the supernova opened at one. What time do you reckon you sold the first page? Uh, you know, I couldn't say for sure, but it went pretty early. In fact, it might have been like the first couple of guys. I don't remember who it went to. Yeah. But I had a splash page. The splash page for the story was on the top of the stack. Yep. And that went almost instantly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, I must say, I came over and there was only probably six or seven. And this is the beautiful thing about it. There was only six or seven pieces left when I got here. Um, and I got a page, and I'm really, really happy with the page that I got. I think every every um, page of it tells a story in itself, and um, looks really, really idea, effective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that's really good. You've still got a few of your original Sundays here, and um, yeah. some prints, um, but they've been reasonably popular as well, I gather. Uh, yeah, they have. They have. Uh, I've made a lot of money. I have to say. Oh, good. Yeah, and. Um, I'm not sure how many of these I brought. Fortunately, there's still some left for Perth when I get over there next weekend. And uh, I may have to make a few more prints. We'll see. Yep. But uh, I'm doing good. These, you know, this was a big stack of uh, digital roughs here. Yes. And we're down to just a few. Yep. Well, so, you, you, hopefully you have got some to take over to Perth. Because yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see by the end of Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Um, how have you how have you found do you do a, do you attend a lot of conventions in America? No, I do not. Okay, barely any at all. Okay, so yeah. I was going to ask about the difference maybe between the two, but uh, well, a vast difference actually. Oh, is it? I did go to a convention in Chicago last spring, our spring, and you know, Phantom just does not have the same presence in the United States. Right. And so really, I, I mean, it did okay, but. Enough to maybe cover expenses, but nothing more than that. Yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, it's just not the same experience over there because Phantom just does not have as high a profile. Yeah. And my name isn't particularly well known. And uh, so it's been night and day comparison from here to there. Okay, fair enough. Um, did you have a chance to go over and see the fruit booth over in the other um, building? Yeah, I, I went over there uh, yesterday. And said hi to the guys, and uh, actually, um, yeah. And Glenn came over this morning. Hi. And uh, he just said hello. And Renee was just here to drop off a bunch of books for me to to sell and sign. Yep. So. Yep. That's uh, good. And uh, we attended the the panel you you were on yesterday. What was you? You enjoy that experience? It was. You, yeah, I do. Was I do a, a it was a very um, diverse range of creators who yeah. were up there on the stage there. Right. Yeah, I was I was sort of odd man out in that particular group. A little, yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, I was old enough to be all of their fathers, probably, <laughs> with maybe the exception of Simon Bisley. Yes. And uh, but also we just sort of work in different areas. Aside from yeah. Phantom, most of my graphic novels are all oriented towards the kids market. Yes. And. Uh, they're all doing mainstream comic book stuff with yeah. Marvel and DC type yeah. properties. Yeah. But it, it generated an interesting conversation, I thought, with lots of different points of view. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was an interesting conversation. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good. So, cool. uh, yeah, I enjoyed the discussion. I'm looking forward to the Phantom panel tomorrow, too. Yes, yeah, very much. That'll be really interesting because then it, it's 
the focus is very much on um, on the purple character. I really did enjoy um, one of the points you made yesterday about um, that they were talking about social media and, and paying attention to feedback and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And you you said I'm the dissenting opinion here because uh, I do. I absolutely pay attention to what I see on those uh, you know comments forums on the King Features site, mm. and you know a lot of it's just people grousing. It's not necessarily criticism. But there are people who say things, uh, and usually, actually, the comments about my artwork are good. So that's one of the reasons I like to read them, <laughs> is they're complimentary. Gratifying, yeah. But every once in a while, somebody has a bone to pick, and I always think hard about whether they've got a point. Mm. And I think often they do, and I try and change my ways. Mm. I'll give you an example. Is uh, For a while, uh, after I started the strip, I was sort of following Mike Manley's. I had noticed that he had the little barbs on the side of the hood. Yep. We're going up for him, and maybe we're a little larger yep. than people were used to. Yep. I started to follow that template. I kind of liked that a little bit, but I saw complaints about it, and I started to think, you know, this thing's not something that I should be screwing around with. Mm. And I went back to the traditional look, and you'll see that in the strip these days. That yeah. It's much more conventional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, and this is sort of the nature of the, the speech I'm going to be giving at the Leap Vault dinner tonight, too. Part of it is talking about how I'm not here to break your toys. Yeah, right. You know, these things are important to people. Yeah. And I'm not the creator of these things, I'm just the caretaker. Yeah. And I'm here to polish the toys, not to break them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, I think that's a really good attitude, and, and uh, the long term fans would all be enjoying hearing you say that sort of thing, I think. Mean, so. Very good. So the dinner tonight, you're all, um, you, you haven't brought your shorts, have you? you? You've got pants ready for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I understand it's a pants-only event. It's, so. a, it's a running gag with it. So, um, no, that'll be good. And um, we uh, we look forward to seeing you there tonight and um, being able to have a, a more informal um, get-together. Um, and one of the things we were talking as a few of the fans got together last night, one of the conversation threads we had was it's a wonderful opportunity for um, fans to actually mix with creators um, that I don't think a lot of other, um, you know, you know, a lot of other character, you know, Marvel, DC fans don't get that sort of opportunity with uh, with those sorts of creators. Yeah, it depends on how big and popular they are. But there's, I mean, there there are a lot of uh, professionals who are accessible at these sorts of events. Uh, especially in the United States. Okay. They probably don't come over here quite as often. Yeah, okay, yeah, Because yeah. it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's plenty of people. Like, I've talked in Chicago. I got to speak with some of my idols uh, from comics over the years. Okay. Uh, and they were they were pretty accessible. So I, I would disagree with that to a certain degree. Okay. I think we're all just guys that you can talk to. And just walk up and say hi. Yeah, sure, sure. Speaking of people walking up and saying hi, Jermaine's just arrived. How are you, Jermaine? Yeah, I'm very self-guards. Good. Have you, uh, we were just about to wrap up, but have you got any burning questions for Jeff before we uh, press stop? Have you got anything left for the poor folks of Perth? Uh, yes, um, it's getting, the supply is dwindling, but I, I hope to have some for those two days, yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> tired? Uh, no, I'm doing fine, to tell you the truth. This is sort of an energizing thing for me, I think, being able to talk to people and, uh, you know, make a lot of money and, uh, yeah, I got no complaints. Has the feedback from fan and fans been, been positive? <laughs> yeah, I'll say, uh, they treat me like a million bucks and, uh, I'm not used to that, so it's freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> 
but it's very welcome and everybody's been very kind and uh, no one has complained that I'm drawing devil's legs too short or anything weird like that so I'm in good shape as far as I'm concerned all right well thanks very much for your time Jim you're welcome um, thanks guys we've uh, really enjoyed seeing you at the at the convention and uh, look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow well, tomorrow for the panel and tonight for the dinner very good all right cheers Thank you. Thanks very much, mate. You're welcome. That's awesome. Okay, still over in Artist Sally, and just down from Jeff Weigel actually is Andrew Constant of Kid Phantom Fame. How are you, Andrew? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, good. Now, um, I had I asked you this question yesterday. There's not a lot of Phantom or Kid Phantom at your uh, booth. Yes, there's not, but that's on purpose, though. Uh, the Fru crew have brought along a great amount, amount of books and I don't want to rain on their parade, so yep. I bought books I've done for other companies here. Yep. I've still gone over through to sign, uh, to say hi, to be a mate, but yep. yeah, I want them to do their, their thing yep. and uh, I can concentrate my other stuff for once. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool, cool. And um, the, have you had many Phantom fans come over this way and hit you up? There are always Phantom fans over every way. Yeah. yeah, I had a quite a few come around. Hey, you're right, the Phantom. Yeah, Kid Phantom, cool, sign something. More than happy to do. Yeah, cool. It was, it was actually quite nice to see him, not just around the through desk, but seeing the rest of the show as well. <laughs> Sometimes that can happen. We just end up clumping around through and not seeing much else. So. I would say you may cluster. There's definitely <laughs> some clustering going on. We discussed that at lunch, and the general agreement was that it's good because it means that there's excitement around the booth and it yeah, drags other people in. Absolutely. So that's how we justify it to ourselves. It, it's a very good justification. <laughs> Full marks. Very good. Um, now, have you got much um, coming up in the way of Kid Phantom? Oh, well, we know Kid Phantom yep. number eight must be due soon. Yep. Um, we've written a few more issues beyond that as well. Um, there's some other stuff we're doing. I did some horror stuff for, uh, for, for Phantom. There's a graphic novel I'm doing now. There's another graphic novel. There is a lot out there, right. people. A lot to sink your teeth into over the next few years. Okay, so 2020 could be the year of Andrew Constant and crew? Yeah, all the time for Guru. Which, which one do you prefer? I don't yeah, care. yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, but it could be. Who knows? Who knows? Right. It's a big world. Excellent. All right, well, thanks very much for your time, Andrew. No uh, problem. Really always appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, you're always very generous with your time, and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the con. Thank you. Same here, mate. Good. Cheers. All right, we're on the train on the way back from uh, Saturday. We've got who have we got with us? I'm Shane. You're not calling us tonight. <laughs> Strange about that. Um, <laughs> and I'm Ian. And I'm Luke. I'm Sean. And uh, Dan rounds out the people on the train. Awesome. So, uh, do you all enjoy your time today, guys? Yeah, it was a very different experience to yesterday when I just emptied my wallet and threw the contents at Renee um, and, and had to lug boxes home. So uh, that was a lot of fun, but today was a different sort of fun for me. So, sort of talking to people and we did some recording, obviously, and that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, more, more a lot of conversations today. Um, what about you? Uh, let's go to Sean. Yeah, not busy day today, as opposed to yesterday. Also, just got to give Trevor a thumbs up on the messenger group. Oh, uh, yes, good. Um, Luke, you'll have to do that next. But no, busier <laughs> today than, than yesterday, but no, good yeah. day. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, today was good. I just literally just potted around and had a look at bits and pieces. I was trying to find some diaries and annuals for uh, Peter, but uh, didn't manage to find any this time. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, good. I, I did hear that uh, there's a couple of Weagle carts going around too, as well. <laughs> Luke's got a few. Oh, sorry, Luke, Trev, uh, Nick's got a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what about what about yourself, um, Ian? You've flown all the way from New Zealand. Oh, I've managed to get my Supernova edition signed by all the cover artists. That's a first. 
So yeah, uh, and you enjoy, enjoyed yourself today? I, I yes, very much enjoyed myself here today. Uh, and you coming to the dinner tonight? I will be at the Phantom dinner tonight. That's good. And Shane, how was it, mate? Yeah, it was good fun meeting up with all the other people who are like-minded, who love our crazy little art form. It's very good talking with the other artists and all the fans and signing away and now looking forward, likewise, logging into the dinner. Yeah, and how many covers do you reckon you signed for uh, Renee today? <laughs> it feels like hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> And uh, you sold some, uh, you had some amazing sketch covers there today, and you sold a few of those as well? Yeah, I sold a few of those, it was pretty nice, had some nice feedback to them, and sold about half of them, which is nice, did a few more. I'm very content. Yeah, and uh, tell us a little bit about your shirt. Oh, well, Sir Falcon is my favourite phantom character, <laughs> and I draw a lot to do with him, and... I was talking with Anthony Gillies about the possibility of doing a shirt and he loved the idea and so it spurred me on and actually got it done. So yeah, here's Sir Falcon and Anthony and I are the only two in the world with this particular shirt. <laughs> Very exclusive. Very um, exclusive. And so, and so did Anthony talk to you about the Shadows um, white tuxedo? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it did come up actually, <laughs> and I, I assured him it will uh, it will make an appearance. That's good. Uh, so the one at the dinner you were. The shadow will be wearing it, whether he's here tonight or not. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for your time, boys. Okay, I'm here with uh, Sean, the winner of the Free Crew badge, and Dudley. And Dudley, you said you you said you were after something from the fans. Uh, I just I would love more letters from the fans if they. I, I would like to ask the fans to write into me and tell me what they want because that's my job. Uh, at the moment, I'm sort of flying in the dark, trying to do the best I can on instinct. But if if I get enough people telling me that they want a particular thing, I can deliver that. There you go, you heard it on the podcast. And Sean, how good does it feel to have a free crew badge? Mate, I'm ecstatic. I've, I've tried for this for two years now, and Dudley, the legend he is, saw my attempt from outside to bring it in. And I've, I've ponced around at this dinner, and I'm happy with my free crew badge. And thank you, Dudley. Thank you very much. It was absolutely my pleasure. And for me, this was one of the first... This is the first time I've been able to actually give a Fru Crew badge to one of the fans at one of these Lee Fort Memorial dinners and it was very special. Can I please say the absolute ceremony that Dudley dealt with it was something that I only in Australia would aspire to. Yeah. The, the subtle badge inside the hand whilst there's a handshake. There you go mate. It doesn't get better. <laughs> And did you want to give a call out to anyone special about how that you've got a free crew badge and they don't? No, it's me. And Luke clearly hasn't got one. And bad luck, he hasn't got one. Nick hasn't got one. Peter hasn't got one. Jermaine's got one, unfortunately. So does Dan. Stephen doesn't deserve one, but he does have one because he sucked up enough. Was he your inspiration? He was. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. He really, all he did was suck up and suck up and suck up on the podcast. And some of the 
rejection that I heard from Dudley on the podcast was some of the funniest stuff I've ever, ever heard in my life. It was really, really entertaining. But it drove me. It's a what's winning a group How wonderful. So, thank you, Dudley. Mate, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, that you were so... Uh, Tenacious in your pursuit of this badge, and you deserve it. No worries. Thank you at all. My pleasure. <laughs> all right, so I'm, I'm really pleased that we were able to get all those recordings. I wish we'd got more, but, um, um, you know, we'd, we grabbed the phones out every time we thought about it when we weren't distra- distracted by other things. Is that is that pretty much how you found it, Jim? Yeah, I also think that, um, yeah... Like we didn't, you know, like we didn't get the twenty or thirty, but I would have thought that some of the ones that we did get were um, were quality. Like, for instance, Dudley shouting out and basically asking to hear from fans. Um, so you know, that's that's a challenge to you guys who are listening to this. That you know, Dudley has openly asked for some input. Um, if you're afraid of going to him directly you know you can always do it via us um but uh, you know dudley's not he, that scary no nah, he's not that scary and you know you know if you suck up enough you might even get yourself a, a free crew badge <laughs> you, you just got to find an in um in terms of it just comes something completely left field like about how environmentally friendly uh through our being <laughs> With reusable envelopes. That's the most oh. ridiculous free crew badge in the history of time, Sean. That's oh, two shout outs and two podcasts, and uh, I'll hear no more truck about why we don't talk about you anymore, Sean. That's it. Maybe that should be a new Patreon level. Uh, you know, <laughs> give us X amount and we'll talk about you on a podcast. Yeah. It's obviously more and we'll stop talking about you. It's obviously worth for Sean, so, you know. <laughs> Um, so shout out yeah. to all those $1 Patreon levels. If you want to be talked about and mentioned, jump up to five and we'll drop your name as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed hearing from Jeff. And um, when we spoke to him at the convention, he was he was just... Um, I, I heard delight in, in the experience that he was having. Um, you know, I think he... And it's a while ago. I haven't heard it just recently, but I think he talks about being treated like royalty and and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's really good for him to yeah. um, uh, to have that sort of experiences. So talking to those creators, talking to fans on the way home from the train. Um, I hope you got something from out of that. And if you're not someone who comes along to Sydney Supernova and and have been wondering about whether or not you should get there, uh, we can only encourage you to do it because um, there's all sorts of benefits to come from it. Um, whether it's you know having the catch ups and that sort of thing, which is obviously the most important thing but if you're a little bit more uh, keen to get your hands on the the phantom goodies ahead of time we've already read jeff serens of mercy story uh ahead of time uh, we've, we've read been able sword to of caliph we've, we've read the sword of caliph the graphic novel absolutely um the trading cards yep. which um have only just come out in news agents i hope as this gets recorded it, it uh, sorry as this gets released they haven't yet as this is being recorded um, but we've already been able to go through all of those and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it's getting that, that early insight into things, but uh, importantly, as we always say, those catch-ups with, with people. Um, now, um, I have touched on the materialistic side of things, and as I sit here, I'm looking at the table tennis table in my um, skull cave. Um, 
it's not a it's not 100% devoted to being a skull cave. Unfortunately, the kids are allowed to have a table tennis table in here. But um, it's good for me to spread my supernova goodies out as I get home and, and spread out they are. I haven't had the chance to catalogue them all and put them all into the collection. Um, we're not going to mention numbers on here, Germ, because our wives know how to use podcasts. But uh, did you? how did you go with your budgeting and that sort of thing? Were you happy with your spending? Did you spend everything? Did you bring money home? Did you get everything that you wanted when you when you got there? Um, I spent over a thousand on Phantom stuff. Well, given that, given that half of that would have been Jeff Weigel R. Yeah, and then yeah. you're looking at, you know, I got three boxes. I did a split, so that was another 300. So that's, you know, 800 in, in that. Adds up quickly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would have been about a thousand. Did I buy everything? No. I had to make a, a call on to leave some stuff at the booth um so for instance things i'm probably regretting the most was not getting an uncut um trading card sheet uh i didn't get any of the folios and i didn't get the posters and then there was some other things that i wanted like i wanted a jason paulus original page of art um i just couldn't you know it was literally either buy that or or and don't eat for the rest of the week because, um, you know, it was still there Sunday night and Monday. Um, so, yeah, but I managed to come home with a little bit of money. Um, so, yeah. but So, two questions I have out of that. Number one, you said you didn't get any of the posters. Did you get the Chris Weil door poster? Uh, yeah, I did get that. Yeah, okay. I was going to... I hope you didn't. And when that hits the, um, the website, I'd really encourage people... Um, to to have a good look at that one, I know it's yeah. expensive, but gee, it's a it's a it's a great piece. Yeah, the only problem is I don't know where I'm going to put it though. Like I'm, I've got I'm the find... front and the back of my doors already covered with posters <laughs> and stuff. So, well, as you as, as you can probably tell, if I've got a room big enough to have a table tennis table in it, there's um, going to be a wall space I'm going to find somewhere for that thing, even if I'm going to pin it to the roof. Too, <laughs> oh, the roof is not a bad idea. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry, Jermaine's wife. <laughs> well, it's not as bad as say, like as uh, like Chris Chris Hill, who's been told he's supposed to stay in limits of this bedroom, but it's actually started creeping the hallway coming out of out of that room. So you know, I haven't <laughs> haven't quite gotten to that yet. Um, yeah, it's a matter of time. It's only yeah, the, of the time. sec the second part of the question I was going to ask out of what you raised there, and it's probably a little bit more important. Um, we've talked, we talked at the start of this about how Jeff was, uh, Jeff Weigel was really successful with his art and he would have sold 90% of his Sundays and all of the, the pages from his story and all that sort of thing. He had a really successful trip. Um, just the candid conversations that we've had with some of the frew artists, they were nowhere near as successful from what uh. I can gather. And the original art that those guys brought didn't necessarily move. Yeah. Um, the I know they still were able to do some sketches, get some sell some sketch covers. They were doing commissions. They did a whole heap of signings, certainly of the jam covers as they came past and that sort of thing, but not the original art necessarily that they might have been hoping for. To what extent do you think that the um, the release of the cards in particular um, had an impact on that? Because that was a a really um, well, I think coveted thing. A really most uh, people would have yeah. Most people would have gone there by, to buy one set and then they released the buy five cart. I mean, most people would have gone there to get the one box 
of cards, yep. Yeah, I was going... Originally, I wanted two. Well, I wanted three originally, one to keep, two to open. And then when I spoke to Glenn, and it was going to be 150 each, I thought, oh, I'll just buy the one. And then when they released the, you know, buy five and you get the Massimo card, and then it was kind of like, oh, crikey, you know, I can do that. And then I was able to find someone to buy two cards, two boxes off me. And I know, mm. I know four or five people, I think you did it. And I know a couple of others that did exactly the same as well. And, but still, that's a lot of money. Mm. Um, so I think that had a lot to do it's, with it. But it, I think it was a big chunk of people's budgets this year, mm, I think. I think the other thing was also, uh, Jeff Weigel's art as well. Because, yeah. N- no offense, no offense to people like, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Jamie, uh, Jason and, and Shane and um, Paul and Paul Chewy and, 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 and um, some of these others and stuff like that. But they've Jeremy. been... And I don't know how this is going to sound, and I apologise in advance, but they're there every year in a sense, where Jeff Weigel's probably not going to be there for another five, ten years minimum. So, you know, like next year, if there's no other Phantom artist and there's no trading cards, they'll probably do really well again. But mm. it, it was a bit of a perfect storm with those two things. The, the trading cards yeah. that have been people have been waiting for for, well, three years since they've been advertised, 20-something years mm. since um, the first series came out. And then you're right, to have a to have a, a newspaper artist there to, you know, to compete with, there's no other yeah. way of saying it, to compete with as well. Um, you know, that's that's a good well you've already said you you would have spent nearly eight hundred dollars just in those two areas alone. Yeah. And if those two things hadn't been there, that's eight hundred dollars you're spending on um on other artwork perhaps. Well, or... Yeah, exactly. I would have you know, there because you know, there was two or three pages of um uh Jason Paulus that I was eyeing off. There was Well, only a one of them's of... now saleable because the the other two have both got drool all over them. <laughs> you know, there was uh, also, you know, the, the um, oh, what do you call it? The Mass Marvel um, inspired oh, piece from um, Paul yeah. Paul as well. So, you know, they would have, they would have, it would have sold. But uh, unfortunately, there was so much. And then you've also got Fruit Booth as well. Now, I want to get to some complaints with the Fruit Booth in a second, but... With, you know, Fruit had two folios. They had, you know, two folios, that's $100 there. Then they had all those prints, which were, how much were 85. The, 85. 85 for the set. For the five prints, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's another, that's almost 200 Then you had the book, which was 16 or 20 depending on who you brought it through. <laughs> um, so, you know, so there's another the, the $200. The Chris Wilde poster we've already mentioned, that's $60 as that's well. That's 260 um, you know, then you have the bookmarks as well. So there's another 10, 20 bucks as well. So you're almost up to $300 and you're not even talking about the training cards and the, um, yeah. and the, and the folder. Yeah. So, you know, if you brought the five boxes plus the folder plus that, that's $900. Yep. Oh, and then you're not even including the hardcover book, which was another 220. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see how many of those they sold. I was surprised how many people I spoke to who had picked one up because at two twenty it immediately priced itself. A beautiful book, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And it was fantastic to have all of the signatures in it and the Cyberry plate. I got a good look at that, and it was it was you know really beautifully done. Uh, it was a picture of the treehouse uh, yeah. for people who didn't see it, and I, and I wished afterwards that I'd taken a photo or a short video of it, but. Uh, you know, and Cyberry hasn't drawn the treehouse and um, for, for years. You know, so um, beautiful, beautifully put together. But at two hundred and twenty, it just um, priced itself out of my budget for sure. Yeah. So you know, you're t- you're looking at over a thousand, almost twelve hundred dollars worth of new items that come out on that weekend. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, okay, let's just say you've got more money than you and I put together. Then there's artists who have got original art as well, and yeah, you know, and I know I know there's people that got Sundays from Jeff, Russ from Jeff, all the prints from Jeff, plus everything that Fru had, plus some other original art and stuff like that. You know, you you look and then at, and then wanted to donate money by buying things at the auction on hmm. Saturday night as well. So you know, there are there are fandom fans out there that would have dropped a good three grand. Hmm you know, a good three, four grand buying yeah. absolutely everything. And and I guess, like, like I talked at the beginning where, you know, I had to leave the folios, I had to leave the other prints, I had to leave the trading card. Um, oh, I forgot that as well, the trading card uh, um, uncut sheet as well. So, oh. And and I can say it now publicly, um, Paul, you had your chance, so we kept it between ourselves all, over the weekend. But I wonder if anyone got that $100 uncut trading card sheet and then went around and got it signed by all of the artists who were there, because I think that would have been a cool idea. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's hard. And then, you, and then there was other stuff out there as well. There was, you know, the Phantom Huggers, they, they had the Phantom uh, pillowcase. There was some magnets. There was uh, oh, what's his name? Kerry, Kerry, I think his name is, who had Phantom T-shirts as well from Limitless Visions. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some know, Phantom Supernova shirts that were available as well with yeah. the uh, Alex Saviuk design. From yeah, so you know, and then you had all the sketch covers as well. And, yeah, you know, and and to be honest, some of the sketch covers were very well. Very well priced at, you know, $50 for a good, nice looking one to $100 to, you know, some of the others and stuff like that. So, you know, unfortunately, you just couldn't do anything. Now, in saying all that, that's probably a long answer. I have to talk about the free booth. Yes. I had a little bit of a concern with the free booth. My big concern was is there was no... there was you, you go to anywhere else, and there's little things that tell you the prices of everything. So you know whether they're little price tags, whether it's like mm. little stand-up ones and stuff like that. And there was a lot of stuff through there, but it was kind of like you know, you know, it was supposed to be supernova special prices, but there was, you know, some people got charged, you know, two prices for stuff. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing. Um, just the fact that, you know, the, these so-called supernova prices, a lot of people did not get because, mm. um, one, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't communicated properly t- to people that were, that were taking our money or, or what. But, um, you know, I, I, I talked to at least 
five to ten people, and that's no exaggeration, mm. who, you know, were going back on going, oh, hang on, I got, I got charged full price for that. So yeah. I think that area needs to be tightened up a lot in, in the future, that if, if you're going to be advertising supernova prices, you need to make sure you only charge supernova prices. Yeah, that's fair to say, especially when at the same time you're having a 20% off everything sale on the website. Um, and there certainly would have been. Uh, obviously, most people at at Supernova were looking for the new things, and you've gone through that, that yeah. list, which was, was quite extensive. Um, and none of those things are on the website necessarily. But all of the back issues, not all of, but a, a great number of back issues were available for sale there as well as uh, previous posters and that sort of thing as well. And uh, if people weren't getting those at at least the 20% off or the supernova prices, then they'd have been better off going through the website where it's all calculated automatically and you at least know that you're getting it. Yeah. And and so things like that, like they had these you know beautiful posters up on the back wall, but there was no price. Yeah. You know, and... Like, for instance, you know, all it needs is just a little bit of paper just in the, you know, bottom corner or something, you know, posters, 15 bucks or whatever it is and stuff like that. Because then you can actually kind of know what you're getting yourself in for. Like, I remember when I did mine and I'm like, you know, like I I got told the figure and I'm like, is is that that right? And then I'm like, yeah, sure, it's right. And so, you know, you hand it over and then you're doing the mass later and it's like, I don't know if that's right, you know, and then I was talking to someone else and they're like, yeah, I don't think mine was right either. And, you know, so there was, it it, it kind of took the gloss off and it's a shame, isn't it? Because for the same, for, for the for the sake of you know what might be twenty dollars across an eight hundred dollar sale or whatever, it does. It leaves people walking away with a bad taste in their mouth, going, "Oh, hang on, that was supposed to be sixteen, and I got charged twenty, and you know those sorts of things. Um, yeah. You know, on an item like that for four bucks, you know, but it, it's not yeah. worth it. It's- no. And, and 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 the thing is, is it's not just you know. Obviously, we're talking about the the, the graphic novel there. Uh, that's just yeah. an example, sense, yeah. but you know there's other examples as well. And and when you're spending five six hundred dollars, it all it does add up. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so yeah, the, that that the other thing that I it, it was a pity that um uh, it was a pity that Glenn wasn't able to spend as much time hanging out with some of the fans and stuff like that. Obviously, there was reasons for that. Um, which we're not exactly privy to, but you know, um, you know, poor guy looked tired. He probably went home and just slept the whole weekend trying to get uh, out all the stuff for us. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised mm. if he, you know, a, a, bit, a bit like a teacher as they come to the Christmas holidays that he just absolutely spent giving his yeah. all, you know, run the marathon to get to the finish line and then just collapsed over the finish line sort of thing. Going. Yeah, that was that exactly. was certainly. He certainly had the look and sound of a man who had given his all just to just to be there and to to get everything um, to us that, uh, that you know that people uh, sort of expect now um, or, or that he's come mm. to let us expect, I suppose. Mm. Mm. And that will be a lot of pressure knowing that okay, what's the big thing? And you know we, we we've joked about it as well as what's the big thing they're going to do this year? Is it going to be this? Yeah. Is it going to be that? You know, so he will be he'll be dreading the next sentence that comes out of my mouth, but. What's the big thing for 2020? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably just swore at me and said, "F you, Jermaine." <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? He's probably just yeah. gone in a cold sweat now. But you know, um, you know. So 
It's, well, it's, it's I, I think no wonder um, he didn't want to spend too much time. With I, this, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to let Glenn relax a little bit. I think the big thing that that uh, won't, won't be new to us because we've already done it through Kickstarter. But the next year, I'd expect that they've got the board game at the booth there as well. Yeah. Um. So that that'll be a brand new thing for everybody else at Supernova Glenn. So just bring that one out, and possibly also one of the icon statues, the the here, um, the Phantom with Devil statue. You could have that in a corner of the Fru booth as well. Um. And that'll be a new thing that people haven't seen at Fru before. We um, on that we, uh, we did yeah, see a, a live live version of that at the pop culture booth. Do you want a um, quick summary of the of the in the flesh, so to speak, icon statue? The detail is amazing. Like for instance, you know, there's the crease in the back of the legs of the suit. Um, Devil does look like a corgi. Uh, we'll have oh, to give Callum that. Um, Garbage. I'm looking at... <laughs> I'll, I'll dispute that. I'm, I would not want that thing becoming life-size at my face. I'm looking at one... I'm looking at a bus now. It's um the Phantom holding back Devil, and then there's the treasure chest at the front and stuff like that. Oh, yes. Now, that looks like a, a wolf. Um, oh, I'm going to dispute you. I, I like the the look of the wolf yeah. in the statue. I think he looks pretty ferocious. See, there's no corgi about him. Um. I'll probably get one, but of course you're going to get one. But, but that's the thing; I'm not completely sold on it. I'm not. Really? It's not. I'm definitely getting that. Um, ah, see, I've already put in my pre-order. Um, yeah, that that's that's a definite for me. And did you have to pay for it up front, or is it? Well, I've done it through my local comic shop, so no, I haven't. But someone has, yeah. so that's <laughs> that's the important thing. Um, uh, no, I'm I'm committing to buying that one. I'll, yeah, I see. I wasn't. A couple of things I'm not completely sold on is I'm, not, I'm definitely not sold on Devil. Um, the the fire coming out of the gun. You don't have to have that. You can just leave that in the box. And then the nose. Well, Cy Barry didn't draw it. <laughs> but yeah, the Phantom's nose. It looks a bit like uh, Matthew Pavlich used to play for Freo. Um, a bit of a toucan <laughs> type of effect. Towards the end of his career, after it'd been broken three or four times, <laughs> it um yeah it's oh, what's that? I think it's the shadow who's got the big pointy nose like that as well. Yeah, I'm, like it it looks amazing. I find it hard to justify four fifty after pre order. Yeah, uh, five hundred. I will, you know, I'll probably talk to my wife, and you know, we may, you know. I don't know. She might have forgotten that the board game was supposed to be for my birthday and Christmas, and I might be able to swing that as my birthday Christmas present. But, um, yeah, it's it's not my main priority, I will admit. Yeah, fair enough. And, and look, I'm certainly not going to be um, getting it in any other colour than purple. Just, uh, yeah. You know, the variants. Um, you know, I, I hope they sell them. I, I hope they're really popular. Um, but uh, at that price, the... Uh, the budget just is, is not oh. stretched that far. And I must admit, like, we asked the question, what if someone wants all five colours? And obviously they've never heard of that. Like, like their response... Well, all six colours. All six colours. The, there's forget, the brown yeah. as well, yeah. Their response should have been, oh, of course, if you're after all six colours, we'll, there's a deal is blah, blah, blah. This will give you, yeah. you know, buy five, get the six one free. Or, but obviously they never thought about that, so... I will admit that response did leave me that a little did, bit cold. Yeah, that did surprise me. Um, 
So, yeah, I I don't know. I think, to be honest, I think my wife was more impressed with it than me. Well, run with that. Yeah. Because <laughs> th- she did make a comment like, oh, so is that what you wanted for your birthday at Christmas? So, yeah, I don't know. But, um, I can't believe you're still having this conversation. It, uh, yes. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't the only one who was arming and arming about it as well. I think it's def- I think it's definitely divided, and it's a great problem to have. I don't remember we have not had this problem for probably since the mid nineties, where it's almost like, crikey, I can't buy everything. You know, yeah. probably from the 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 late nineties until probably three years ago, you could literally buy everything. And you yeah. would still have money left over to troll uh, eBay. Well, I think Monkeys of Melbourne, um, when they were up and about, you couldn't mm. buy everything um, because, and you wanted to because everything was um, beautiful. But um, certainly at the time, I was a teenager in the nineties when Monkeys of Melbourne, and so I felt myself lucky to get one coffee mug, sort of thing. Uh, and you had other things as well. You were still trying to pick up girls uh, ordering milk at the bar as well. <laughs> Ah, good times, good times. <laughs> All right, well, there was no there was no milk drunk um, during the Supernova weekend. Well, you might have because uh, you're a bit of a milk drinker, is what I hear, um, Jim. But um, the uh, it was it was a good weekend all all round. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say from your own personal wrap up um, of, of the weekend, mate? I love the training cards now. There's some errors, and we've got an article up online yeah. to highlight all of those. And then we've actually got a video review of the trading cards, which we – so I won't spend too much time. But they – you know, I'm happy with them. I like what they've done with them. Yeah, they could have maybe put a little bit more attention to detail. But, you know, at the end of the day, I like what they've done. Um there's so you know, seeing everyone doing the swaps and and yeah. you know and, and stuff like that, and now you got people trying to flog them on eBay, and I, yes. d- I don't think the the resale value is going to be as high as the other cards because the chase cards are a lot more readily available in a box. I think you know I know I was talking to one guy, he had three boxes and he got three Cyberra cards. Oh, yeah, you no. Know, some people didn't get a Cyberra card with a box. You know, shout out to poor old Nick. Um, but you know, majority of people who had one box got the complete set, including a Cyberra card. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, maybe in every three boxes there's two Cyberra cards. So I think there's not going to be as much resale value. Um, Oh, certainly not in the short term. No, but I, I'm really, I'm really glad you brought them up because um, I had sort of skipped over them, and, I, and I'm with you. I 100% really, really loved the trading cards. It was so it took me, took me back at you know mm. half past twelve, one o'clock that morning when I was opening packets and, and sorting them into the cards, uh, into the folders. And I thought I heard um, a giggle and a little squeal, but I just thought I was just you know dreaming about her or something like that. So it might have <laughs> been you. <laughs> no, that was, and I'm with you. I, I do, and. I, I wish that I wish that um, somebody had spent just a day is all it would have taken maybe to to go through and edit properly. Um, and I think it's such a shame 
for Glenn. Uh, I really yeah. feel for Glenn that that's, a, that's what a lot of people were talking about afterwards. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a real pity because the amount of... You put that aside, and the fact that we've now got something... Well, it's 110 cards, and, and obviously you can't count the... Uh, uh, the index card. So that's 109 new unpublished phantom images that have just been produced for us on cards. The the um, the chase cards. Yes, there's a lot of them, especially the the level one uh, that that group of six. But they're beautifully done. The embossing on the level two cards, the the Salvaludos, is magnificent. Um, I'm a really big fan of the way the cards have come together. The story is. Um, I feel like the story's a little bit rushed, and, and we discussed that in the um, in the review. So, like you said, I'm not going to go over that. But um, yeah, look, as a, as a whole, um, fantastic. And I do hope that they they get some take up in the news agents, and then and then a, a new generation comes on board. Mm. Um, I was discussing them with the and I, and I took my folder in and showed them to um, Todd at Kaboom Comics to sort of, he was umming and ahhing a little bit as to whether he should get the, the cards in or how many he should get in. Um, and it's interesting because trading cards don't come out like this anymore. He was saying that most cards that, that come out that people can buy in packs like that are almost part of a game and then you, you get yeah. new decks and, and build onto your game and add to your deck and that sort of thing. So It'll be interesting to see what market there is for these now. I, you know, obviously yeah. a lot of the Phantom stuff is tapping into a nostalgia market. Um, but, you know, talk about nostalgia. And I, and I hope um, if you haven't seen it yet, go onto YouTube at our, at our um, at Chronicle Chambers um, channel and check out. Um, I put up a video there of five or six minutes of my son, you know, sort of. I, I gave him the folder and I gave him the, his first pack of cards and sort of explained how it goes together and... Um, he was genuinely excited, and I think he's up to eight or nine packs I've given him now. You know, he's got to unload the dishwasher. He didn't do that today, otherwise he would have got another pack. But um, you know, he's really enjoying getting those, and he's he hasn't tweaked yet that the chase cards are um, are common, so he's really excited every time he gets a new one. And um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying that element of it and I, and I hope that he's well he is he's picking up on some excitement of getting new cards and that sort of thing so hopefully more kids around Australia are, are going to have that experience over the over the next weeks and months yeah and if you go to a news agent or a coin book shop and you see him post a photo of him up on 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 his on your social medias as well because you know there will be other people out there that would have gallery series one and they wouldn't be aware of it, but they might see your Facebook posts on or yeah. the Instagram posts, and they'll be like, "Oh, I haven't, I've got series one, I haven't got series two. and you know, want to know how the story ends and and, and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, um, thank you for bringing that up. Anything else that I missed that you want to um, make mention of of the weekend? Um, just you know, a shout out to everyone that I talked to. Um, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's the people that make these weekends great. Um, you know, meeting people again, meeting people for the first time. Um, you know, it's, it's the people, you know, as much as I'm not always a people person, but it's the people that you go, that you catch up with and stuff like that, that makes these weekends. Mm, absolutely. 
All right. Well, um, this was going to be a really short podcast with <laughs> our little recordings, and I think we've um, dominated it with with our stuff at the intro and the outro. Um, but people are used to that by now. I don't even think we're going to bother with timestamps on this one because nah. um, you, you all know where the pause button is, or you can just um, listen to it on the way back home from work as well as on the way to work and all the rest of it. Um, but a, but a huge shout-out to everyone who was involved and, and kindly gave us a, a snippet of their time for this podcast. Um, apologies for how long it's taken to come out, but one other thing that a lot of people said to me over the weekend was, uh, and I think they said it to you, would have said it to you as well, Jeremy, is they can't uh, understand where we find the time to do this sort of stuff. Um, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't find the time to do it in the way that we'd like to. Um, and, and until we can, re- you know, make this a full-time job, it is just going to come out when it comes out and as we get time to, to catch up on all of the editing and all that sort of stuff. So thank you for your patience um, and, mm. and appreciate those who do support us financially. We're not going full-time anytime soon, but um, just the, the people who jump on board the Patreon um, and, and help us out financially so that we can, um, you know, host the website so that we can host the um, the the podcast as well and make those phone calls to creators and that sort of thing. So um, we do appreciate that. Um, last podcast, we gave a shout-out to our three new patrons. And, um, and again, Chris, Michael, and David, thank you very much for coming on board. Um, really do appreciate that. Hope you um, get some satisfaction out of um, supporting us as well. Um, we are going to resume normal broadcasting after this. After Which our, includes our little... Stephen coming back. Well, let's see. We, well, I hope so. I hope so. Um, He's got a the cracking... amount of people over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, who, who are asking, so is Steve coming back or what's he gone to and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, Steve, let, let, fair to say you have been missed. People were asking about you, mate. So, we um... didn't miss you, but other people have. So <laughs> we better let you back in. Well, it's just nice for us to get a word in edgewise, isn't it, Jim? <laughs> but no, all, all jokes aside, um, Stephen's finishing up his... Um, and, you know, he's got, he's got another podcast he has to uh, get out before he's allowed to join us again, which would be a cracking one, which I'm uh, really looking forward to listening to again. Um, but, yeah, our next one, um, um, it'll be good to have Steve back. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we will be getting back into our more regular podcasts where we're reviewing things, but uh, more importantly, more fun for people, I think, is where we're talking to um, creators for an extended period of time where we've got... Well, the one that you've mentioned that Steve's editing, and I think I can, well, I know of at least another two that we've got lined up and, and in the works. So they will happen, and, and we'll resume that, and uh, hopefully people enjoy those. If you'd like to follow along with what we do, obviously make sure you, you're you checking out their website, chroniclechamber.com, on a regular basis if you've got any ideas for stories or any suggestions. And, and increasingly we're getting people who are emailing us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Um, when you are, you know, firing off your suggestions to Dudley as he's requested for, um, Dudley at fruepublications.com.au. Make sure that you um, don't forget to let us know what your thoughts are as well. Um, social media links. Um, follow us on Facebook. We have the Chronicle Chamber Phantom fan page there, and we're also administrators of the Phantom Collector Group. We're on Twitter at Chronicle Tweets or Instagram at Chronicle Chamber. And uh, even though we've spent all of this time over the weekend, Germ still has managed to put out a, a certainly a, a post a day on uh, interesting facts and on this day in Phantom history. And this story was published and here's some panels and all that sort of stuff, which I'm loving seeing and, and I know a lot of you do as well. So um, good work, Germ, there. And make sure, everybody, that you are following those accounts wherever you're 
wherever your social media footprint is. Um, and, and in the meantime, because we're so sporadic, because we're so time poor, we don't have a regular output. So the best way to keep on, ta- on track with what we're doing here at the podcast is, is to subscribe. And that way it just pops up in your, um, your podcast player. Um, iTunes obviously is going to be popular with a lot of people, but otherwise we are also available on various Android apps like Podbeam, uh, Player FM, CastBox, Listen Notes, probably a cast a thousand more that we don't even know about, but that, but are out there. So, um, I think that's pretty much it, Germ. Um, I've really enjoyed this whole, you know, this last month where we've been planning. Well, we've been planning for a lot longer, but, you know, getting really interested in the planning over the last month or so and then the weekend and, and now the, the fallout from it as well. It's, uh, been the intense. fallout. Yeah. In other words, uh, realizing you've got to uh, earn some brownie points with the wife again. Oh, mate, I'm starting my squirreling now. Um, <laughs> I, I left my squirreling until Christmas last year and, uh, I think it's best to start putting those $2 coins in the uh, the Phantom knowledge jar about now. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Start pay, start using cash for everything so that way you can um, uh, screw a little bit extra away each, uh, each week as well. If there's, 50, if there's 52, 52 weeks or 50 weeks until the next one, uh, you screw, you know, screw away another, you know, 10, 20 bucks a week, you should be covered. That's right. That's right. As, um, and, and then convince your wife to pay for the accommodation and airfares. So that's it. <laughs> All right, mate. It's been fun doing Supernova with you over the last three podcasts, and, and certainly the weekend as well. Um, looking forward to 2020. That's Until it. Until then, happy fandoming. But you won't find the phantom. He finds you.